Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hello, all. It's Helen here. The voice of Azu from Rusty Quill Gaming and the host and director of Enthusiasm. Today, I'm here to tell you about The Program. The Program audio series is a science fiction anthology podcast set in a world where money, state, and God are fused into a single entity. Every episode is a standalone story featuring ordinary people inhabiting this extraordinary world. And for them, it's not the future that is terrifying, but our present. The programme is sometimes funny, sometimes poignant, but it is always smart. Find out more about the programme at www.rustyquill.com or www.programaudioseries.com or search for The Programme Audio Series wherever you listen to your podcasts. Have fun and enjoy the episode. Welcome to episode 39 of the Rusty Quill Gaming Podcast. I'm your host and GM, Alex Newell, and with me for another adventure I have... Ben Meredith. Lydia Nicholas. Bryn Munro. And playing a character who's off-moping... James Ross. <laughs> <laughs> and what characters are you playing? Zolf Smith. Sasha Rackett. Hammond. Uh, Sir Bertrand Lone Wolf McGuffin. <laughs> <laughs> so, picking up where we left off. harsh to be a lone wolf oh, no. his dogs run off. Oh. Too soon. Too soon. <laughs> so, just to mention it, because it's been, what, like 10 episodes since I've even mentioned it, the party are investigating the simulator. <laughs> are we? Are we? Is that what we're doing? Oh, yeah. We're now embroiled like this Parisian journalistic yeah. intrigue thing. Hey, where you end up arcs is, within is all... Arcs within arcs. <laughs> So, yeah, you've made it to Paris. We'll, I think at this point I'm going to have to, for the sake of like not having an intro that's 50 minutes long, you've made it to Paris mm-hmm. yes, we did. as part of your investigations. Yep. Have visited Francois-Henri, apparently, of the uh, Ordinateurs. Oh, we're quickly to... finding out he's a bit of a villain. Well, apparently. From Who knows? some people's perspective. Certainly, Sasha's memory has been modified regarding the man. And... I thought we had a lovely chat. It was great. <laughs> <laughs> And you made it to La Gazette Grande, which you were right to mock for a name because it's a failed newspaper. Not even failing, it's it's dead. It's properly dead. Much like most of the party were almost after you tried to chase an old fat man and failed. <laughs> <laughs> he threw something on Sasha and then she fell. Yes, well, and we're... then Bertie decided to jump on top of her. The case remained. The elderly, overweight gentleman did manage to outmaneuver four highly trained mercenaries. Mm, Three highly, highly trained, trained mercenaries. Yeah. Zolf was there. Four mercenaries. Technically, you count as three quarters of a mercenary, I think, even. Yeah. Oh, that's so depressing. Yeah. Nonetheless, you've managed to have a search briefly of the offices and found wheels within wheels. A few more details to add to your list that Brock, the generous patron who gave Sasha a 
suite at La Triomphe. Well, supposedly. Mm -hmm. A suite at La Triomphe in perpetuity. Mm -hmm. And you now have a few more details. And Sasha had just checked to see if she'd managed to open a safe. And yep. Bertie has wandered off, which has not been mentioned so far in the intro. That's a very good point. Because his point. dog ran yes. off. Because He tried to assassinate it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But the case remains. It's actually addressing a good point that you should bring up because what I'm rapidly finding, speaking to fans, is that a good chunk of our base are listening to us because we're good for people who've not played before. Apparently, we're really good for... I never really did an RPG, so I listen to you, and now I get it and quite like it. So something that's going to come up when you're running games is sometimes a character will go off. Sometimes they'll die. Sometimes like they'll I, die. Like I nearly died. Sometimes they'll go off when the character goes off rather than Three dead. points or so <laughs> or being dead. It is traumatised. <laughs> Multiple times. <laughs> when a character heads off as running the sessions, you end up in a bit of a scenario where do you split it? Like I, you, People have remembered I split the party when it was crossing the channel. Bertie was on one side, the, party, the rest of the party on the boat. This time, who knows? But my point is, yes, you can split the party, so you're sort of split, splitting attention. Another way that people do is they play the sessions as normal. However, that player gets their own sort of one-off sessions as they're doing sort of side adventure and come back. The other option is that character just leaves. In that kind of scenario, there's a couple of ways you're doing it. The way that I see most often is if a character leaves, properly leaves, the GM turns them into an NPC, so a non-player character for the ongoing period of the game. Maybe they could return if that player goes, actually, I really like playing that character. It was right that I left, but can I bring them back? They will have been doing things in that absence, they, unless they explicitly go, I'm going to go to a hermitage and sit yeah. in a cave. So that stand here and be frozen in time. <laughs> <laughs> Until such time as my backup character has yeah. become boring. I'm going to climb into this carbonite here. <laughs> <laughs> but as we'll see, how this plays out, I know how it's playing out, no one else will know. But it's a good thing to be aware of is sometimes you will have players, as James is today, who, depending on what the party do, maybe having to sit and just deal for a while. I'll and be that's helping okay. in an advisory capacity. <laughs> <laughs> but the advice I have for the players is when that happens, you're going to have to take a backseat. Like, it's okay to take a backseat occasionally. You'll get focus eventually. But, yeah. So, picking up where we left off, mm -hmm. mm. Sasha has just attempted to open the safe. Mm-hmm. And has failed. Oh no, and I got quite a high roll. I got about an 18. I got about an 18. But the safe, the large safe, mm. it, it has defeated Sasha. Mm. And when it comes to disabling devices, things like safes and so on, mm. you can't just go, oh, I redo it. Oh, I redo it straight away. You're gonna, I'm going to say that it takes a decent length of time. What you could do, though, mm. is, we've discussed this before, take 10 yeah, or take that. 20, because unless you think that safe is trapped and by failing to disable it, it explodes or something, which, of course, is a possibility, We've already that's learned that fine. it's not, because we've just failed. <laughs> unless the next words out of your mouth is, and it explodes. <laughs> and so the bomb <laughs> But my point is, is... Safe. No, it wasn't. It, oh. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> it was good. Nonetheless, you failed. If you want to take a significant yeah, amount gonna of time... Yeah, I'm going to take 10. I mean, Hamid... Take 20. Take, take 20. Hamid is reading all those letters. Like yeah. It took oh. you about 10 minutes to describe what you read. That's a fair point. That's a fair point. The handwriting's terrible. So <laughs> <laughs> Taking 20, mm -hmm. it's clear that whilst the rest of the building has been in a pretty poor condition, that safe is tight really well done top of the line it's a bit battered so it's been there a while but short of being magical it's about as good as that safe could really have been mm. but taking 20 you are of a sufficient skill to finally get it open but there will have been a bit of 
that moment where you realise you're losing face, you put a tool in, you pull it out, it's bent. So you put a different tool in, you give it a tweak, you've got the first two tumblers down, then the third one resets the first two. Oh, God, for God. It's very frustrating. Having a lot of fun. <laughs> <laughs> but nonetheless, eventually you manage to get the safe open. So you open the safe. Yep. Inside, mm -hmm. there are three shelves. Mm. A top shelf, which has sort of loose sheets, sheaths of paper. Uh -huh. A middle shelf, which appears to have some boxes, it looks like folders, papers, and so on. Right, right. And then there is a bottom three drawers mm -hmm. that are closed, latched, sort of like waterproof, airproof, but they're not. Ooh. They're not like... important proof. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. You don't know. There's no yeah, locks. They could just be. proof. Glowy things will be inside. <laughs> <laughs> so, there you go. I am going to check the traps. Oh, okay. 18. There is a trap inside one of the drawers. You have wisely <laughs> ah. detected said trap. Yes. What is this trap? Do I do I? Oh, you okay. only I, there it, is a trap. You right, have found okay. a trigger. I disable it. Disable it. Disable it. Attempting to disable it, you realise you've set it off. You immediately spring back with your hands out, <gasps> and a thin, very thin. If you were to look at it sideways, it wouldn't even be there. Stiletto blade, about as long as my hand, slips out, and there's a little coating of something upon it that drips off the tip. It's blisteringly razor sharp and it slides out from the side it would have definitely nicked you if you weren't very on it oh this is a well good trap guys look at this like the mechanism right. is super slick oh, i almost got me that is excellent craftsmanship are you okay oh yeah what i mean i'm impressed so do we sort of break it off or i've got sticks so can... yeah give me a hanky okay here you go wipe the poison off and Dangle the hanky at Hamid. Yeah, but I hope it's not a contact poison. Don't mm. take it. I put the hanky down on the floor and open the small drawers, which are now trapless. Yes, inside the drawers you find <gasps> cash! Specifically, Aye! loads of silver. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> loads and loads of silver, full to the brim, but silver. I mean, I moved a couple of coins aside to see if there's any gold there's, underneath. There's, there's no gold. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, just a few months ago for Sasha, this would be a big haul, but she has been ruined by these <laughs> these days of like trunkfuls of gold from Q. Yeah. Um, <laughs> hey, that's bribe money. This is just newspaper money. <laughs> Chump change. Yeah. Oh. Printed media. Of the three, uh, she hands. She pulls them out. One hands one to Zolf. Hands. One to Hamid and uh, begins to pour the other one into her own we, purse. No, we can't take that. Yeah, that, that that's not ours. Yep, does not compute. No, we, <laughs> we didn't. It's, it's like you just started talking draconic. It's We're not um, impressive that your human mouths can do that thing. That's not helping me pass the situation. <laughs> yeah, we, 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 we've, we've not earned this. This, like, is, this is somebody's stealing. money. They just left it out though. In a safe that was locked with a deadly trap on it and hidden. <laughs> Is anyone going to come by? <laughs> no, I that's don't not, think that's. Got to leave, just leave it. Not like we'll take. I mean, whose money is even is this? Did a job, get no, cash, but... get paid. But that's not paying. Oh, actually, though, um, he did try to kill us. So. Yeah, push. He threw. He threw a bag of heavy stuff. I don't know why there was a bag of bricks on the roof, but. Oh. He pushed it on me, that tried to kill me. Tell you what. Smash me into pulp. You keep it. My Thank back you. still feels kind of weird. I've got a rash or something. Weird <laughs> shape. <laughs> yeah. No, that's a scar. Anyway, no, you keep it. Danger pay you. Give something to Bertie if he, you know, will be finding. 
all right. Charlotte yeah. takes your one and yeah, back, yeah, yeah. looks at you like you're insane. <laughs> it looks to be about 500 gold. But oh, obviously, more than I was expecting. But split between a lot of silver, so yeah, it's yeah. an enormous amount of small change making up a decent amount of money. Yeah. Uh, shall I look through those documents quickly? Oh, yeah, there's this lot from the top, and then there's these rolls. I look through the folders first. Folders, the they... sheaths. It's <laughs> really hard word Sheeps to say. Is hard, Sheeps is yeah. right? So it appears to be archived HR records. So it is, you know, names, next of kin, um, addresses, things like that. Is Amelie Rose on the list? Amelie Rose is on the list. So we have her address and a next of kin address. A next of kin address is her mother. It's a suburban um, address, but it appears to be her mother's. Do we have her address as well? You have her address so as well. Two potential addresses. To check. What's the editor's address? Oh, that's a good point. Is he? Is the the editor's in there? His name is Auguste Lumiere, and he has an address registered to here. Oh. Okay. <laughs> Next of kin. Next of kin. He has a brother, Louis Lumiere. That's a silly name. A cruel parents, <laughs> isn't it? Like if they call me Raquel Racket. A- any of the other names from our list? Anywhere in these documents? There are what was the document on the top shelf? Uh, the sheaths on the top shelf. Stop saying that word! <laughs> <laughs> it was um, the deeds to the property. It looks to be a record of... If, if we're stealing things, yeah, are we going to steal hold the that. deed? Like, <laughs> do, we, do we own this place now? Like You could get good rental on this. No, not without a proper legal contract, Trav. If only you had Bertie and his linguistic checks. <laughs> <laughs> I've done this loads of times. Yeah. I can't remember any previous role-playing campaign where we took buildings as spoils of <laughs> combat encounters. Failed. Failed combat encounters. <laughs> Just to spell that out. He left. It's true. None of us died. We chased him off successfully. In addition to the deeds for the property and so on, there was also a list of original benefactors, so people who donated money for the original setup of it. There's only about... 20 people, something like that, and they're donating fairly small amounts. You do notice that he's given away 150% stake <laughs> rather than 100%. Sensible. Yes. Yeah, really but yeah. nonetheless, it's it's just continuing to paint a picture of a very sad, failed startup that Aww. got crippled by circumstance. Trying to disrupt the print industry with massive newspapers. <laughs> Imagine, if you will, all the things you can do with newspaper, but bigger. Bigger <laughs> stories. Whale and chips. Bigger hats. <laughs> Are there any of the names we've been looking for on the list of investors? No. Oh. It is just That's a bunch boring, of then. yeah. It's it's just a bunch of. People. I don't think this is a clue at all. God, <laughs> a load of non-plot relevant idiots. Okay. How um, dare they print something that isn't directly relevant to my immediate situation? This would never have happened in a computer game. <laughs> <laughs> He says, well, having it, recently played Morrowind, where they literally wrote a hundred books, yeah. only ten of which are. Well, I was going to say we haven't really we haven't picked up about fifteen boring audio logs yet. Yes, so. <laughs> we could go and look for Emily Rose at her other address. She seems to be tying this together, and um, I mean the guy who ran off after trying to hurt Sasha like lives here. He's apparently. Yeah, he's, but we could look he, for his brother. Well, we could get some dinner back at the hotel first. Maybe a dialogue. We step. might. We should probably go back and see if Bertie's back there as well. Yeah, we should look for Bertie. Maybe Brutor's run back there yeah, too. Yeah, it's true. Be the only he, knows he knows where he gets fed. Yeah. And um, he's a dog who likes his comfort. I do, I, I do have plans this evening as well, so I should get back in time for those. Ooh, what plans? I arranged to meet the receptionist for dinner. Yeah, it's a date. My memory just got wiped oh, yeah. before that. I mean, oh, I mean <laughs> he's, he's got a Also, date. I'm not very good at listening or... 
was telling people. So if he hinted, I wouldn't necessarily have understood that. Very candid, Sasha. She. Oh, voice is messed up. Can we do it again? Um, should we look for Bertie, or should we just assume he'll come back? Well, well, I don't know where he's going to be, other than sulking round the corner. Mate. That's true. I mean, is it's he not a like sad him to drinker? wander. Normally, he says something before he wanders off. Right. I've never really seen him like that. He was very quiet. That's not like Bertie at all. Yeah, I think well. we should go back to the hotel and then have a dire lobster and think about it. We should have a yeah. We can have a chat. We've got everything we're going to get out of this place. And, and to be honest, from that letter you found, it looks like he thought we were probably just assassins. Yeah, he said he seemed to think people would be coming for him. So it's a case of mistaken identity. Unfortunately, we could have spoken and helped if he just not ran away. So. I even said we just want to help. Yeah, but that's what an assassin would say. <laughs> Is it? A clever one, yeah. Oh. I've got ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> now that would be an almost irresistible game. <laughs> What flavour? Mint. I'm in. <laughs> I'm willing to risk it. Mint and arsenic. Yeah. Solf just went out of... <laughs> broke the soft fourth wall there. Get back in there. Oops. We're both doing it. <laughs> so, what's the plan? Go back to the hotel? Yeah. I've, we've had quite a long day and Sasha is still about seven hit points down and would like to have a yeah. meal and a... Oh, he's followed us from Dover. <laughs> <laughs> so, we'll say you head back to La Triomphe, presumably. And I think it'll be a good time to take a break there. And then we'll be back in a couple of minutes. Cool. Bye. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Statement of Nathan Watts. 
regarding an encounter on Old Fish Market Close, Edinburgh. Original statement get Hello? Hello? This archive is off-limits. Is anyone there? Martin? Martin, is that you? I swear, he's brought another dog in here. I am going to peel him. running. <clears throat> let's, uh, let's try this again. The Magnus Archives, a weekly horror podcast by Rusty Quill, available now from iTunes and all good podcast providers. For more information, visit rustyquill.com. And welcome back. So we'll say that you are, like I said, headed back to the Latrion. You see, still stood, still arms as if to hold a Brutor that's no longer there. The uh, He's a memorial to our how, failure. How poignant is that? The mechanical man <laughs> is just stood there beside the red carpet, perfectly stationary at the entrance. I push him slightly. Just he, so he fails to, to move because he's really heavy. Like, really, really heavy. Gonna... Slightly unnerved by that, so don't ask him to wake up. Are you going <laughs> to deal with that? It's... I didn't ask for him. Yeah, but people are going to move him. Maybe just turn him stand in a corner. Just get himself out of the way. All Give right. me a perception check, everyone. Oh, everyone. Eight. That 20. Uh, 26. 18. Total. All of you noticed that um, he's gotten a little bit dusty as the day's worn on, and someone's put clean me uh, <laughs> across his shoulder blades. I'm really glad. In French, yeah. I'm really glad I critted on that. <laughs> <laughs> it's important. <laughs> you can tell what kind of person but it is. Left-handed, did it? Yeah, no, no, but also on his butt, somebody has scrawled in a clue. <laughs> Here is everything you need to know. Yes, I did it. <laughs> All right, uh, mechanical man, uh, like go stand in that corner. He starts stomping to the corner of the doorway, still outside, and then stands. Good. All right, All right there well, we go. Fair enough. So heading in. Immediately, one of your many butlers, under-butlers, and sub-under-butlers, <laughs> one of them comes up and heads over to Zolf. Telegram for you, sir. And right. hands it to uh, Zolf and then bustles off again. Why? Oh, I hate getting on post. <sighs> Maybe it's Bertie being no, like... No, you would have said it to Hammett, not me. Oh, that's true. Anyway, let's go upstairs and I'll open this up and hope it doesn't... It's not like... I can check awful... it for traps. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, because it will have been uh, packed by the post office, not... Oh, right. Yeah. What, have you done anything to the post office? No. Oh, okay. Not as far as I'm aware. <laughs> there was that Someone one... telegrammed you anthrax. <laughs> there was that one week stop. I lost. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Just stop. 
<laughs> anyway, yeah, no, there was that one week I lost in Barcelona, but okay. I don't think I did anything. Anyway, go upstairs. Okay, upstairs. Uh, is there more food? Everything is set, ready to go again. Sasha, comfort eats. Aww. I get ready for my date. It takes me one round. <laughs> <laughs> you look great. Is there more than that? Are you choosing or do you know exactly what the right... I know. Oh, okay. I always know. What is it? Uh, it's a dinner suit. Oh. Classic elegance. The finest material. Perfectly tailored. And it's off OpenSys Telegram. It just has. Report. Stop. Lady Starling. Stop. That's it. Brilliant. Thought so. We're being chased up by the meritocracy. Uh, I mean by... The head of the secret service? (laughs) (laughs) I can't remember what her job is. Uh, (laughs) Our employers? Yeah. No, but no, genuinely, Zolf was like... Lady Starling, what was she again? Lady Starling was head of the meritocratic forces. The new head after the incident at Everton. Oh, I mean, I was basically right. Sasha looks up with a chicken leg in her mouth. Oh, oh, oh. Starling, you know, the one who's given us this job. Oh. The, the big job. We don't have much to report yet. Uh, yeah, not really. A lot <laughs> not of it's just directly been, relevant. Uh. It's just been my history catching up just with me. Just de- delays yeah. arriving in Paris. Following Sasha. threads there. Right. Sasha swallows. I got squashed. Tell her that. That's not relevant. Oh. To her, not to you. Very relevant to soft. me. Well, she yeah, I, yes. turns back to her food and eats. I mean, what you say, you like. Anyway, whatever. So, yeah, uh, call over a servant, a busboy. <laughs> yes. Uh, right, I need a telegram sent. Oh, uh, To Whitehall? Yeah, it will be Whitehall. All right, cool. Care of Lady Starling. Nothing much yet. Stop. Delayed due to weather. Stop. Following up. Lead in Paris. Stop. We'll report with more later. Stop. Why do you keep stopping? Like, he's still writing. No, that's how you do full stops. Ah. The butler, after the assigned sort of goes, okay, and then just packs it up. Where's it going? The front desk of Whitehall, care of Lady Starling. Yep. Immediate attention. Yep. Thank you. You're welcome. Runs off. Right. So that's that done. Hopefully that. Maybe we should leave a note for Bertie here so that if he comes back, he knows that we're around. Well, we should probably stay the night. If Hammond's got to go to the state, then um, probably best if we don't go out. Just yeah. the two of us. My back's proper hurting. Yeah, you, you should take a good night's rest and we'll see if Bertie comes back and. Maybe we can have a chat. What of this? She gestures at the piles of fruit, carcasses of animals, the truffles, the jellies, the, the jelly truffles. truffles. The jelly truffles. <laughs> <laughs> the jelly truffle meat carcasses. The, tru- the carcasses of the giant jelly truffle of the top of mountains. Edible, one of the only ones. Oh, Delicious. man, that's uh, horrible. Which of these do you think is best for like broken bones? Uh, Medicinal-like. Over a night? No, not much. So everyone is resting that evening. All right, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Well, I'm going on my date. And Hamid's going on his date. Good luck, Hamid. Not yeah. that you need it. And um, good suit. Please don't make this a massive waste of time. So we'll accelerate time. We'll say that Zolf and Sasha are resting, and Hamid is dating. Very important. <laughs> and uh, just for the record, uh, Zolf is looking very tired. <laughs> <laughs> 
You've mentioned this before. I'm under the impression that you're obviously you're having a date, like yeah. a, gen a genuine date, but also hoping for some more information. Yes, I mean, so she works for Francois Henri, mm -hmm. and I still want to know more about him. Mm -hmm. But this is the first reasonably attractive woman of appropriate size that Hammond has encountered on this adventure. So mm -hmm. he'd also enjoy a lovely evening in her company. I would say then, give me two diplomacy rolls. One is for the quality of the actual date. The other one is for the quality of the actual sort of mining for information. What's your date dice? The red die is for the romance. <laughs> and the silver die is for the information. Very well. The red die is really hard to read. <laughs> Confusing signals, Brad. <laughs> uh, I really like you, but not that much. They're both diplomacy rolls. Yes. Uh, so 21 and 20. 21. Good job. Well done. Well, to be fair, he, he has a bonus of 10, so yeah. he actually rolls very, really badly. Very average for Hammond, yeah. Yeah. but it's still sterling for anyone else. Yeah. <laughs> if it wasn't already a lot of work, I would play my applause backwards to take it away from you. <laughs> <laughs> so, first, when it comes to the date, you have a good time. Um, you have less in common than you'd have liked, yeah. but it becomes readily apparent that you are quite compatible and you have a good enough time. It seems like there's not much of like a spark of passion or anything but it's perfectly pleasant as an evening and she's very appreciative of the company because What's her name a name we didn't get it yet oh that's cold that is. No, we, didn't, <laughs> we didn't get it in you know audio Game terms, yes right. her name's madeline Villard. okay it's a name yeah. no big family or anything like that when it comes to the money for information it becomes apparent why she's out of the company it takes a while for her to, you know, open up and get past the yeah. small talk. And yeah, I'm not, like, pushing hard for no, it. No, of course. But... You've got hours and hours and hours. Yeah. It comes out that everyone at Lark Dordinator is behaving very peculiarly. Francois Henri is in his office all the time. He is seen entering and leaving. He's refused all appointments. Mm. He's answering correspondence perfectly well, but he's not meeting anyone. But he is seen entering and leaving sure. daily. A few of the ordinatists have disappeared, mostly the higher up ones. The lower down ones are continuing, but they're being it's gone from being quite a friendly and sociable atmosphere, not to hostile, just to cold. Yeah. People have stopped talking to her, people have stopped interacting with each other. It's becoming very for lack of a better word, mechanical. It's becoming very, very cold as a place to work. Have she's been... struggling and is actually considering handing in her notice yeah, yeah. because she's had enough of it and Having worked here, she can basically pick any of the administrative positions she wants in Paris. Yeah. I'm going to ask her, has she noticed any personality changes in any of the ordinators? Is it is that what's changed, or is it the atmosphere and the people that have left? Because what we learned from the letters at the newspaper mm -hmm. was there were some really weird sudden personality changes. So it's I'm both. wondering... Okay, so it's both. So half of them are... There's been a bunch of sudden departures. Yeah. None of them were due to crises. Yeah. It was all someone suddenly accepting a job in... So partly the same phenomenon. Yes. At least... It certainly is ringing the same bells to yeah. Hamid. Is lots of sudden departures for... Like from nowhere with very little preparation, but most of them, interestingly, are always after really good news. Mm. So it's not like, oh, there's someone's really ill, you have to leave. It's more like this position that you always wanted, it just opened up, but it is in Prague. Yeah. Oh, you know how you were really, really hoping for that house? The, 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 that mansion's opened up, but it is really out in the sticks, so you're not going to be able to work in Paris. Like loads of really mm. good fortune, but 
she starts laughing at herself a little bit. She's starting to find it, she says she finds it a bit creepy in that either people went cold mm. and stopped being sociable and interacting with one another, or they just left. They weren't changed, like yeah. they didn't behave any differently, but suddenly an amazing opportunity opened up. So slowly it's just whittled away any kind of personality. Yeah. I am interested. Mm-hmm. And sympathetic. Mm-hmm. We'll say that the date rolls on, and at the end of it, I won't RP it, but effectively she goes, "Look, I've had a great time. It's been really, really, it's been really, really fun." But she's making it very clear, it's it's not going to go anywhere. But she's had a nice time. Yeah, I will thank her for a lovely evening. Sure. Uh, and pick up the bill in the restaurant. It was a very stylish place, by the yeah, way. Yeah. Very, it was. It wasn't I very expensive. So. It was a little bit modest, but in a really mm-hmm. kind of. Yeah, yeah. Warm, inviting way. It was, cool. it was kind of half cafe, half restaurant. Really. It, it was a place a local goes. Yeah, exactly. So, we will skip ahead. Mm-hmm. I'm afraid there was no good night kiss. At best, a peck on the cheek. Curses. <laughs> so, oh, presumably, okay. you head back to yes. Lateral. In the lobby, walking past the mechanical man, still stood just beside the door, perfectly still, ready to hold Brutal that isn't there, you recognise a face in the lobby quietly chatting, probably even attempting to chat up someone at the front desk. When you enter, the person behind the front desk sees you, wrapped to attention and kind of pushes the person away. They turn around, you are face to face with Oscar Wilde. I roll my eyes heavily. I go up to him, what are you doing here? How are you, Hamid? How's things? You alright? Perfectly fine, thank you. Listen, I am... I was just wondering if I could have a chat with all of you. I mean, this lovely gentleman here gives a wink to the man behind the front desk who's completely stony-faced, definitely hasn't been flirting, definitely not, that's completely inappropriate. I've just been, um, I've just been chatting to him and, well, I understand that you have the, the suite. I think you might want to hear what I've got to say in a bit of a private area, if you know what I mean. I turn to the desk and go, uh, do you have a conference room? The person behind the front desk sort of hesitates, leans in, Wilde actually makes a point of stepping back so that he can't hear, although he's interested. And the man behind the front desk sort of goes, um, do, do you mean... No, the, uh, not... Yes, we do. Okay. Good. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. That's fine. If you just... Um, if you could uh, prepare it for us, um, send a couple of bottles of wine and ask... And I say this bit a bit louder, mm-hmm. so that Wilde can overhear. Ask just Mr Smith and Miss Rackett to join myself and Mr Wilde there. Oh. Certainly. He calls some people, they hustle off. Should we accelerate time well, to... what's the message that's been given to us? And how a, late is this? Because Sasha a butler, you know, is ringing your doorbell. A yes. <laughs> there is someone waiting for you in the lobby uh, right. with uh, Mr. Hammond. And they are requesting your presence in the conference room, yourself and Mrs. Rackett. Who are they? Uh, and Mr. Wilde. Oh, good. This calls for champagne. I will go get Miss Rackett if you would let them know that we will be with them shortly. Of course. Gotta go. Oh, goes. Poke, oh. Sasha. Wild's turned up. Oh, great. That's wonderful. I'll try and prepare some puns. <laughs> <laughs> if you say it's good to see you, yep. I'll be like, because it wasn't good when we were on the sea. <laughs> we'll, he's, he's not going to get that. We'll, we'll cut that's a pun, to that's a pun for us. We will cut to the conference where the whole journey you have been talking like. This, I am, okay, I have got from the room a bucket of champagne mm-hmm. with ice and everything. In it. Okay. so I'm just carrying that down like, yeah, a, sure. like a bucket. Sure. How about you say like, here's a bucket of champagne, right. and I'll say, because uh, you're quite whiny. 
The door opening. <laughs> to Hamid and Wild. Champagne for my real friends, real pain for my sham friends. Sasha does not think of that. That's, yeah. that's solid, but unfortunately not possible right now. <laughs> so the door is open. It's opened. also the title you of a Fallout Boy song. Ah. <laughs> you are up the entrance to the conference room of Bellhops holding the door open for you. Well, how about you say there. hello and I'll be like, really low because oh, of what you wrote. Okay, like, I'll wild do that, stance. I'll do that. Yeah. Um, Mr. Wild, hello. Mr. Smith. And then, and then look at Sasha. <laughs> say, hi. <laughs> <laughs> he replies, not yet, but the night is young. <laughs> so. Right. <laughs> I've brought a gift. Oh, fantastic. I'll get the champagne bottle out and offer it to him. Oh, thank you. He drop it. He doesn't catch it. He has no reflexes. Pour out the ice. Yep. Create water in the bucket. <laughs> put it over his head. <laughs> just stands there dripping. He takes it amazingly well, despite the fact of how cold it was. You've just done the ice bucket challenge in Oscar Wilde. Got most how many donations that would get. <laughs> I've exhumed and resurrected this celebrity. <laughs> Wilde lifts the buckets off his head quite gracefully. Next time, it down on the table. Do it in reverse order. Bucket on the floor, you in the bucket. Yeah, it's very good. Um, no, no, literally I will kill you if you write another article like that again. I will straight up murder your smug little butt. Fair enough. He clicks his fingers and is instantly dry. He then reaches, pulls off his sleeves, pulls back, and all of his clothes are completely pressed, dry, and he's good to go again. Great war. <laughs> <laughs> we'll say I'm happy to just go, wild meets your eye, and finally, finally, for the first time since you've ever met the guy, there is a slight rise, just a little tightening in the eyes, dead-eyed to you, clicks his fingers, dries himself again. Stare at him dead-eyed as well and just tighten my grip on my trident. <laughs> you, you know what they say, Mr. Wilde? The only thing worse than not being talked about is being drowned in a bucket by an angry priest of Poseidon. <laughs> <laughs> You've got something there. It might need a bit of work, but <laughs> something. I, I, I understand what it's worth. It was very popular. And I suspect that uh, <laughs> popularity is always a measure of value, as we all know. Of course. <laughs> as he says that, I just slowly raise my hand. Continue. He makes dead eye with you and raises his and raises one eyebrow. <laughs> raise the other hand. Uh, Sasha's not really understanding what's going on, so has raised her hands. Oscar Wilde casts okay. a spell. Sure. Mm. Do you intend to interrupt or interfere in any way? How close is he to me? Have we got him quite close? Yes. Sweet. <laughs> Give me a headbutt. But because I'm a dwarf in the solar plexus. <laughs> <laughs> Give me the attack roll. There's no Bertie here to... No. <laughs> a roll a two. Roll a two. <clears throat> so unless his uh, touch AC is really bad. It's not that bad. He steps aside and stops whatever he was about to cast. Look, this, this, is, this is fun. But honestly, I'm actually here because I'm concerned. I ran into Sir Bertrand. Well, I say ran into, I saw Sir Bertrand. I say saw, I was following Sir Bertrand, and he appears to be making plans to leave Paris without you. I thought you'd want to know. Right. Thank you, Mr. Wilde. That Where might actually it? be considerate of you. Oh, you're very welcome. I'm nothing but considerate. You just, some people don't appreciate the help I give. I no. laugh uproariously. <laughs> He's not headed to a place that's considerably higher directly above me, is he? <laughs> just wanted to check. He kind of looks puzzled briefly. I don't get that one. Looks to Zolf and Hamid. I've... Personal joke. Okay, Don't worry about fine. it. 
Well, nonetheless, he, he's making his way to the station and he appears to be attempting to purchase some kind of ticket away from Paris. I don't know the specifics. I can only get so close. Creepy. Real creepy. No, he's not that bad once you get to know him. He's quite pleasant in his own way. Did he have his dog with him? No, actually. No. Right. Um, did you follow the dog? Did, no. Oh. Anyway. Uh, beginning to like that. Though. I have to ask. What? Thanks. How are things going? You here, can sod off now. You sure? Yeah. Hand up again. <sighs> Fine. He reaches down, picks up the champagne, <laughs> and starts heading towards the door. If there is any service I can be rendering, um, I would say for what it's worth that the uh, popularity that uh, Sir Bertrand garnered from that article will no doubt prove quite useful for him in future. I'd be happy to offer the same kind of services in future. I'm Good so happy for him. Goodness, he leans to Hamid as he's heading out and leans to Hamid. Goodness knows that a hand name could do with a bit of positive press. And uh, heads out. Uh, I, uh, no, before he leaves, I, oh, sure. I tell him, uh, thank you, Mr. Wilde, but I'm quite certain that none of us will require the um, <clears throat> services you provided our friend Bertie. Does the uh, does the conference room lead to the lobby? Is it just like a corridor? It leads to a corridor. The corridor leads to the lobby. Brilliant. I'm going to wait till he's just down at the end of the corridor. Uh, and I've still got line of sight, so sure. it's like 30 foot away. You click your fingers. Immediately, not looking back, Oscar Wilde snaps his fingers. There is no effect from your spell. And he carries on walking out of the corridor. Cocky son of a... <laughs> <laughs> and he heads down <laughs> into the foyer. What, are you into him too? What? <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not after everything he's done. Uh, also, no, but... Mm, no. How could you find anyone that irritating attractive unless you're somebody like Bertie? Anyway, sorry. Yeah. I'm going to go yeah. to the train station I... and try to find Bertie. Yeah. Are you guys going to come? We probably should all go. All right. I mean, you don't have to. Go. I'll make sure that I take the high ground. <laughs> I've got to say, I think that was an accident. I head, head towards the train station. <laughs> we will cut ahead. You all head to the station. Frisian Central. It's getting on. It's it's late, but it's a metropolis. The city quite literally is never sleeping since a huge number of its um, inhabitants are mechanical and don't need sleep. Mm -hmm. So Sasha keeps flowing in and out of crowds, like quite enjoying <laughs> sort of becoming invisible and then popping up again, slightly surprising you guys. <laughs> you see there's actually a very disproportionately large amount of street entertainers because you're still in the upmarket yeah. area, like it's very touristy almost. No, yeah. But nonetheless, you make it to the central station and it's very easy I tracing. I listen for a loud English voice complaining. <laughs> it's very <laughs> easy to trace where Bertie's been because <laughs> half of the people are still referring to him as that man from the magazine. Half <laughs> of them are just pointing to a mopey guy in full plate, which is still rare. And then half of them, I'm aware there's three halves here, <laughs> are honestly just keeping an eye on everything that's going by and treating him as a punter. So there's lots of stories of someone who was just a man with too much money and not enough sense who wasn't giving us any more. <laughs> Nonetheless, we'll cut ahead to, you make it to the station. It's, it's quieter than it was, but it's still very busy. And you see, give me a perception check, all of you. 25, 23. <laughs> 11. 11. Hamid and Zolf. See, Sasha's impeded because of all of the taller people getting in her way, looking between people's legs. <laughs> you see, about three platforms distant, there is final call being made on a train. And you see Bertie stepping on board. 
I run towards it, shouting, Bertie! Bertie! Bertie makes a perception check. <laughs> 15 minus oh, 1. Oh, he sees. He hears. He knows. He hears, but he doesn't turn around. The train starts. I try to run and at least catch Bertie's eye and give him a friendly wave. So running alongside the train, as it, the train and then it accelerates away from me. Yeah. Does Just Bertie a friendly wave. No, no, he, he heard Hamilton did not turn around. He's trying very hard not to look. The train pulls out of Central Parisian Station with Bertie on it alone. Who knows for how long? And I think we'll close the episode there. Oh, <laughs> Ooh. oh dear. Ooh. Yeah. Goodness Emotions. Me. Yeah. Emotions. Feelings. I wonder yeah. if Bertie's got to leave. He needs like 17 sessions to go. Bad! Yeah. That's what I'm feeling! Bad! <laughs> oh, of course! Loss! Ah, oh. oh, the fact that the dog is gone means <laughs> I feel an absence. Is next, oh. is next oh. just him just in the street on his knees just going, What's happening to me? Yeah. And then he's feeling a new emotion. And then slowly he holds up his finger and everything just swims back into perspective. <laughs> 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 oh, still go back to my special place. <laughs> so, we'll close it there. And we'll rejoin again next week. Goodness me, isn't this gone exciting and strange yeah. and different? But until then, bye guys. Bye! Rusty Quill Gaming is a podcast distributed by RustyQuill.com and licensed under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial International License. Today's episode was recorded and produced by Alexander J. Newell. To comment on episodes, make donations, and view links, images, videos, and show notes, visit rustyquill.com. Rate and review us on iTunes. Visit us on Facebook. Tweet us on Twitter at TheRustyQuill, or email us at mail at rustyquill.com. Thanks for listening. To go for the hat of ultimate legal. <laughs> <laughs> it's a wig. Yeah, the <laughs> little judge's wig. Yeah. And it was on Brutal all along. <laughs> <laughs> <Never knew. laughs> then Brutal's the main villain. That would be quite. Yeah, but, and he's a legal he gets, mastermind. Yeah, he and gets he, awakened. Yeah. Because he tricks a lawyer into a contract that has to awaken him. Or Without rage. any kind of he, ability. He's so good. He's got ultimate legal knowledge. Ultimate legal knowledge. And then he just he, he, he communicates all of it with claws yeah. and tapping. And, Gets yeah. awakened, becomes a judge. Yeah. And then the, the last showdown is uh, Bertie's in a courtroom for like murder and brutal's there. And Ooh. also for breaking his heart. I don't know how I know. But I, I know that... I know that my my lawyer's telling me to point at the person who was the cause of all of these problems. I don't know how, but here we go. Anyway. <laughs> and this dog, indeed any dog. Yeah. <laughs> it's a follow-up uh, TV show to single female lawyer. Single canine lawyer. Single canine judge. Jilted canine lawyer. Jilted canine judge. Jilted canine judge. Nice. Okay. I always know. What is it? Uh, it's a dinner suit. All right. Classic elegance, the finest material, perfectly tailored. Black tie, white tie. Uh, black tie. It's not. It's not a truly formal occasion. It's just dinner. Yeah. God. <laughs> that. That's why you wear a dinner suit. Given how much you're dressing up, you go both <laughs> <laughs> at once. Yeah, piano key tie. Actually. Yeah. <laughs>
Nothing says classic like you? a piano key <laughs> Gonna show you, pretty lady, a wonderful time. Later, I will stare deeply into your eyes while singing Christa Berg's Lady in Red. <laughs> oh, thank God he didn't say he was going to be a bard next. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I vetoed no! you for being a bard. I vetoed why? you for a bard. Oh, I could be a bard, and I could be Ian Curtis, a bard with a tortured backstory. That'd be amazing. He could go into, like, a trance. It'd be, oh, it'd be brilliant. Your bard Every time really he cries, he gets like magical. <laughs> so people need to keep dumping him so that he has the <laughs> yeah. to come out with That's spells. How he generates, yeah. <laughs> he knows. He hears, but he doesn't turn around. The train so starts. For international listeners, by the way, that means nothing yeah. like, at all. It's a sitcom. I'll leave it at that. Oh, come on, it's a sitcom. It's only, so, it's only a sitcom if stylized Cockney misery is funny to you. So it's a sitcom, it's the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hello, all. It's Helen here, the voice of Azu from Rusty Quill Gaming and the host and director of Enthusiasm. Today, I'm here to tell you about. The Program. The Program audio series is a science fiction anthology podcast set in a world where money, state, and God are fused into a single entity. Every episode is a standalone story featuring ordinary people inhabiting this extraordinary world. And for them, it's not the future that is terrifying, but our present. The Program is sometimes funny, sometimes poignant, but it is always smart. Find out more about the programme at www.rustyquill.com or www.programaudioseries.com or search for the Programme Audio Series wherever you listen to your podcasts. Have fun and enjoy the episode. 